0: The woman was irate. She lifted up the bin of laundry and she slammed it on the front porch and she said, get out! Their marriage had only lasted 14 months. She was done being his maid, getting no help, no thanks. And he was done being blamed for every little thing. Fine, he said. I never loved you anyway. And he marched out to his car and sped away, tires screeching underneath his vehicle. What are you fighting against today? It all started with a $20 bill, a fake $20 bill. Things escalated quickly. Within minutes, cell phone cameras were rolling as police officers forced the life out of George Floyd. And in 2020, in response, the country erupted into protest and discord, long-standing divisions over race and police brutality, stoked by politicians, made their way into cities across the country. People died. Cities went up in smoke. What are you fighting against today? There are conflicts everywhere. All around us there are conflicts. We fight our family members probably on the way to church this morning. You were fighting with your brother or your sister. You were fighting with your neighbors. Maybe fighting with people like you or fighting with people who aren't like you. We fight for political power. We fight for social power. We fight the rich against the poor. We fight the elites against the common man. We fight black against white. We fight men against women. We fight. We fight. We fight. We fight fight to be treated fairly. We fight insurance companies. Amen. We fight the school system that is broken. We fight ( nationalism) Social services, we fight the courts. We fight so many things, don't we? Battle lines are drawn every single day. And people choose sides. What are you fighting against today? God has a word for us today. And it's this. You are fighting the wrong battles. You are fighting the wrong battles. Do you ever wonder why things don't change? After all the blood and all the sweat and all the tears and all the protesting and all the fighting and all the arguments and all the blow-ups, do you ever wonder why things never really change? Yeah, I mean, things might get a little better for a while, But there is no good old day to get back to. There never was a time when everything was good and right in the world. Why? Because the world is evil. The world is full of darkness. The world is full of fighting, and it always has been, and it always will be. Brothers and sisters, we are fighting the wrong battles. There is a cosmic power at work in every square inch of this world, a cosmic power that is at work in every square inch of this world. The Bible calls it forces of spiritual darkness led by the devil himself. And behind every fight, behind every argument, behind every little tiff, is another fight that's happening. Behind every fight is a fight behind the fight. Can you say the fight behind the fight? Brothers and sisters, we need to learn to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. We need to learn to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. That is what God invites us into today. God invites us into, not not to run from the fight, no. But to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we need your help. As we open your word, we need to see, Lord, we feel. Uh, we feel the, the tension, even with just mentioning these, these fights that, that, that are within us and that are all around us and that are surrounding us. And, Lord, we need your help. We need your help to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. So, Lord, help us today. Give us understanding. Give us a new energy. Give us a new power to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Change us today by your word and through your spirit, amen. We need to learn how to fight the fight behind the fight by the spirit. And I got three, three steps, three points, three whatever you wanna call it. The first one is this, get to know your enemy. That's number one, get to know your enemy. Look, at, look with me at the scripture, verse 10. I don't even know if I put the scripture in the slides today. I didn't, so get out your Bible, Jessica's going to work on it, but y'all get out your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, finally, be strong in the Lord, Because what we ought to be looking at is the schemes of the devil. The devil, and I would add the world and the flesh, are our primary enemy. He is the deceiver. He is the destroyer. He hates you with an unholy passion. And he is constantly scheming to move you and to move me away from the Lord. Constantly scheming to move you and to move me away from the Lord. Deceiving us into believing that what we say is good is is bad. And what we say is bad is good. Confusing our minds. And not only us, but the whole world. Sending false ideas into our minds. Confusing us. Luring us with the cheap pleasures of the world and the false promises. So we need to recognize the schemes of the devil. We need to get to know our enemy. That's number one. Recognize his lies. Call them out. Recognize our enemy is not flesh and blood. Notice what the scripture says here our struggle is not against flesh and blood. This entire letter that Paul has written to the church at Ephesus, he's talking about flesh and blood relationships. He's talking about the breakdown in the church between people of different ethnicities. And he's saying the gospel is the only answer for this. The gospel is the only answer for reconciliation between Jew and Gentile or any other group. And 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 the devil wants us to focus on flesh and blood. The devil wants us to focus on our fights. And so if you find yourself getting angry at people or or, or at yourself, you find yourself getting angry at systems or things or or, or the powers of the world at, at play in the world, then you might be playing into his scheming. If you're mad at somebody, if your fight is against somebody, some politician, some neighbor, some family member, then you're playing right into the devil's strategy. Because he wants you angry at flesh and blood. Why? Because it distracts you from your real enemy. It distracts you from your real enemy, and that's him. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We should focus on the real battle, the real struggle. Now look, I am not denying that the devil uses people and systems and things to bring destruction and chaos into this world. Of course he does. Of course he does. But we need to focus our attention not on those superficial things, the, the agents, but on the cause underneath. The cause underneath, the devil behind, the fight behind the fight. Okay, the fight beneath the fight. We need to focus our defenses and our attack on the very source of the problem. And in order to do that, we must get to know our enemy. And that means calling him out and saying, this fight is not against flesh and blood right now. It feels like it is. It feels like my fight is with my roommate. It feels like my fight is with my parent. It feels like my fight is with my my child. But God is saying to you that our struggle, the real struggle, is not against flesh and blood. It's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Get to know your real enemy. That is number one. Because if you don't, then you're going to be fighting the wrong enemy constantly. Right? You'll be constantly fighting the wrong enemy and and getting nowhere. So get to know your enemy. Number two, stand firm. Look at verse 13 with me. 13 through 18. Therefore, right, you know your enemy, okay, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand, therefore, did you hear the word stand? It's repeated four times in this passage, stand firm, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and all supplication. God says to fight the fight behind the fight by the spirit you have to stand firm. You have to stand firm but make sure that you're standing firm in God's armor. Not in your armor. There are so many messages go, coming at you every day that say you need to be yourself. You need to stand in your own personality. You need to, do, you need to self-empower. Your, you need to be self-empowered. But listen, self-empowerment, it leads to the grave. We need to be empowered with God's strength. That's why he says stand, stand, stand in the armor of who? The armor of God. It's not be strong in yourself. I mean, that sounds good, right? And, and that's what we hear messages all the time. Be strong in yourself. Know who you are. No, but that is not going to get you very far because you are weak. And you cannot stand against the enemies that are against you or me. We can, we're not strong enough. We need to stand firm in God's armor. It is not put on the whole armor of Gary. It is not put on the whole armor of Latifia. Neither one of them are in the room right now, so I'm using their names. But it's not, it's not put on the whole armor of you. No, put on God's armor. This is so important, y'all. It's so important. Christianity is about receiving from God everything that we have. It is not about you pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. It is not about you being self-determined. It is not about you uh, making a name for you. Christianity is borrowed capital. Everything we have is borrowed. Everything we have is from God. And so when it says the armor of God, what it's saying is that we are wearing the armor that belongs to God. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians did not make up this idea. This idea of the armor of God is from the Old Testament. Did you know that? In Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 52, and Isaiah chapter 59, The prophet of the Old Testament, hundreds and hundreds of years before, is speaking about the armor of God. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, all these things. And what is he saying? He's saying God will take up the armor to defend his people. That God God will take up the armor. God will put on the armor to defend his people. And what's beautiful is that now God is saying, take my armor. God is saying, I have defended my people to the point of death on a cross. And now, by the Spirit being poured out on all believers, I am sending you out and I'm giving you my armor. It is God's armor. First, always. His armor. Y'all got that? It's His armor. We put on His belt of truth. Not my truth, Oprah. Right? It's not my truth. It's God's truth. We put on His belt of truth what is absolute, what is really, really real. We set our eyes on the north star of God's truth and we redirect our lives toward him, toward what is real and what is true and what is everlasting. We put on his breastplate of righteousness, not our goodness, not our feeble attempts to do the right thing. Just try to do the right thing. That will get you nowhere. Trying to do the right thing will land you in hell. That is the message of the Bible. Trying to do the right thing will land you in hell. Why? Because our efforts are not good enough. They're not strong. We're not strong enough. We're not as strong as we think we are. We need God's righteousness. We need God's truth. We need a righteousness that is alien to us, that comes to us from Jesus Christ. His life covering our life, covering over our heart, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, covering over our heart, right? Making us strong in him, not in ourselves. We need to put on his shoes of the gospel of peace. Not our efforts to run around creating unity, not our efforts to run around town trying to gather people together and sing kumbaya. No, that will get you nowhere. And I promise you, it will get you nowhere. Because we need God's gospel of truth. We need to rally around the truth of the good news that we are all under sin and judgment. That we are all in rebellion against God and it is only for His mercy. It is only for His grace that we have any hope of rescue. It is only for His grace and His mercy that we have peace with God. The gospel of peace. Peace with God. Otherwise, we still face judgment. Otherwise, we still face a world of hostility that will eat itself alive. And it does. Right? It does. And so God says, take my gospel of peace not your efforts to make things good, not your efforts to talk things out, that will get you nowhere. You need something bigger. I need something bigger. We need the gospel of God. We need to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, of God's righteousness, the the gospel shoes of peace. We need to put on the shield of faith. We need to put on and take up the shield of faith, not our own efforts at self-protection. Not our own efforts to run and hide from our problems or or to hide from conflict. God says, take up the shield of faith. It is His shield of faith. So rather than isolating ourselves, we we can stand in the day of struggle not protecting ourselves but receiving the protection that comes from God's promises believing his promises are true believing that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus when you feel guilty and shameful you can stand behind the shield of faith and, and all of those flaming arts of the darts of the enemy All of those flaming darts of of temptation and and accusation and and all of those those darts that want to to pierce you and and cause you to hate yourself or somebody else, they can be blocked by the shield of faith. Because our faith is in the promises of God. And we can stand protected by the promises of God through faith. Believing it is true. Resting in it receiving it. And then he says, put on my helmet of salvation. Not our own efforts to justify ourselves, not our self-defense, not in constantly trying to prove ourselves to other people, or maybe to ourselves, but a helmet of salvation, so that when you put that helmet on, you know, because it's covering your brain, right, you know that your place in God's kingdom is secure. That noth- everything will bounce off. You can be confident in His salvation. That He would pour out His amazing grace. That He would give His love to the unlovely. That He would give His forgiveness to the unforgivable that He would accept and bring in the unacceptable, the helmet of salvation, and that we would take up His sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Not our opinions, not our interpretations, not our feelings, but Scripture, the very Word of God. That we would take that up, take up His Word he's given to us know it read it meditate in it as it reveals who God is and what God requires from us and and how we can be a part of his family and a part of his kingdom It's all in there and all of these pieces of armor are activated by prayer look at what it says in verse 18 praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication all of the armor is activated by prayer. So as we enter into a conflict, we enter in prayerfully, right? When we enter into a conflict, we don't enter in uh, guns blazing, but we enter in prayerfully. We stop and we say, I gotta pray. I gotta pray, pray first. Prayer activates all of the armor of God. Verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done everything, to stand firm. First, get to know your enemy. Get to know your real enemy. Not flesh and blood, but the the spiritual forces of evil behind that. Number two, stand firm. Number three, never lose sight of the mission. This is really important, you know, when you, when you go into a battle, you need to know why you're there. If you're going to be risking your life, you need to know, what am I risking my life for? Why am I here? What's the mission? And so the Apostle Paul spells it out for us right here in verse 18 through 20. He says, to that end, in other words, this is what I'm getting at. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making prayers for all the saints and also for me. That, the words of my, that, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. He's saying all of this is so that I and we might open our mouths to boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which he says I am already in prison. I'm an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Man, if anybody had uh, a desire to fight against flesh and blood, it was Paul in prison, unjustly in prison. But no, he's there and he is asking for boldness to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, even in prison. Why does God give us the armor of God? Why does he give us truth and righteousness and peace and faith, salvation, the Word of God and the Spirit? Why? It's not so that we can live our best life now. It is not so that we can get wealthy and have prosperity in this life. That is not the purpose of it. It it really isn't for us at all. It is for God's purpose of spreading this bold message, this mystery he calls it a mystery of the gospel to the world that all of the armor of God is for the purpose of spreading God's fame and his glory across the whole world that's what it's for, that's the mission Paul says that words may be given to boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel the mystery which was concealed for a long time was that The whole world could be saved, not just one particular group of people, the Jews, but now the the gospel would go to the whole world, and this was a mystery that they had to wrestle with in the early church, that we still wrestle with today, that the gospel is not just for Democrats, right? (laughs) But it's for independents and Republicans. It's not just for the rich but it's for the rich and the poor. That the gospel is not just for, for men, but it's for men and women. That it's not just for boys, but it's for boys and girls. That it's not just for black, it's for black and white. It's not just for Ukrainians, but it's for Ukrainians and Russians. That, that the, the boldness, the mystery of the gospel is that it would, that it would cross every conflict that you've ever seen. That this message would cross every conflict that you've ever seen so that we would stop wrestling against flesh and blood, but that we would fight against the real battle, the real spiritual enemy, the real the one who is trying to keep everyone from knowing God. The one who is trying to keep everyone from knowing the grace of God. And he, he will distract you left and right. What are you fighting against today? What are you fighting against? Saying, Are you fighting the fight behind the fight by the Spirit? Are you living in the victory that we have in Christ? In His sacrificial death on the cross? In His resurrection from the dead? In His overcoming sin and the penalty of sin in your life? And overcoming death that we all deserve so that now we have eternal life in Him? This is the good news that we are to spread. This is what last week, I think John Mark talked about the bad news, right? That we got to know the bad news. The bad news is we're under judgment. The good news is there's a way out. This is the message for the world. This is the fight, y'all. This is the fight. This is why it's so hard to invite your neighbor to a spray park. (laughs) Because you care more about what they think about you than you care about inviting them into a family, I know, because I feel the same struggle. It's why you have a hard time bringing up your relationship with Christ in your friendships. Because you feel like you don't want to offend anybody. But God says, this is the fight. This is the mission. The mission is that we might what? Boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Boldly, without fear. It's the fight behind the fight of every fight. It's what every fight is really about. Every fight is really about you're not believing this message. You're not believing this message of the gospel. We're going to break that down here at the end. What are you fighting against today? We are in a bigger battle, in a cosmic spiritual battle for the souls of every human being on this earth nothing less than the salvation of the world. That's the battle. That's the struggle. That's what every little fight in your life is about, actually. What it's actually about, the, the fight behind the fight, is for the salvation of the world. A few years ago, I got an email from one of my former pastors. His name is Pastor Tom and Pastor Tom in the, in the email, he he told a story about a family and a story about a boy named Aaron. Aaron was, I think eight or nine years old, elementary school. And Aaron's family sent him to summer camp and they were worried that he was young, you know, eight or nine, and they were worried that he would go to summer camp and he would hear ghost stories you know, and he would be afraid. That's legit, right? And so they sent him to a Christian camp because they thought maybe there wouldn't be ghost stories at the Christian camp. (laughs) Right. Stupid parents. Um, but, But what happened was when he went to the Christian camp, he didn't hear ghost stories, but he heard stories about demons and spiritual fights and devils that are just around the corner. He heard about the spiritual realm and the struggle that we're talking about. He heard about all that stuff. And so, It scared him to death. It scared him to death, and he came home afraid. And that first night back in his house when his his mom was closing the door, he said, Mom, can can you leave the light on? She said, Yes, I can leave the light on. Sensing something was happening, something more. So she came over to the bedside, and she said, What's going on? He said, Mom, I'm afraid of demons. I'm afraid of the devil. Will you you pray for me that I would be safe? Would you pray for me that I would be safe? And his mom understood. But she also sensed something that Tom called Warm Blanket Christianity. Warm Blanket, Cozy Christianity. Our desire to be safe. Our desire to just have a life of comfort. To, to, To just have a life of happiness and good health and financial prosperity and just to have safety. She sensed all of that welling up in her son's life, and she sensed an opportunity. An opportunity to teach him something, but also to teach herself something. And she, and she prayed, Lord help me. And she said, Aaron, I am not gonna pray for you to be safe. <laughs> I am not gonna pray for you to be safe. She said, I'm gonna pray for you to be dangerous. I'm going to pray for you to be dangerous. I'm going to pray for you that when when you come into the room, that the demons will flee. That when you come into the room, eight years old, that you would put on the armor of God, and you would be dangerous. What a different outlook that is. Not that you would be safe. Christianity is not about being safe, brothers and sisters. Jesus said, you will have trouble. You will face persecution. You will carry a cross. And we want Christianity to be all about the American dream. Christianity is the opposite of the American dream. It is not about being safe. Man, it is about being dangerous. It is about being a warrior with God's armor on. It is about taking it to the enemy. Now look, most of the armor is defensive, right? And we're to stand. But there comes a time when we have to fight too. We have to take it to the enemy. And we have to fight spiritual battles. We have to fight with the mission that the souls of people would be saved. That we would declare... When we see an evil, we would be able to call it out in love. Yes, not angry, not, not like, you know, the people on TV who are picketing. No, not that. To love people by telling them the truth. To love ourselves by telling ourselves the truth, the belt of truth, right? It's number one. All right, so how does this work? How does this work? How does it work? How do we fight? How do we fight? Let's go back. Let's go back to that first story about the the husband and wife who who got angry, Uh, the conflicts in the streets, the fights of every day. Let's walk through it real quick, okay? How does this work? Number one, pray, (laughs) right? Pray. Number one, pray. Number two, pray. Number three, pray. Don't skip over step one, two, or three, amen? And, 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 and it's why because all of the armor of God is activated by prayer which means we have to ask the Lord for help there's a reason I pray before my sermon <laughs> right help help so number one pray and then get to know your enemy when you sense a conflict coming or when a conflict erupts think Am I wrestling against flesh and blood in this situation? Is it my wife I'm fighting against? Is it my roommate? Is it my brother, my sister? Who am I fighting here? And And remember, God says your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of darkness. And so then we focus in on who our real enemy is. Get to know your enemy. Focus your fight there. Be dangerous not to your brothers and sisters. Be dangerous to the devil. Number two, take up the armor of God. Okay, what does that mean? It means that you put on the belt of truth, right? And the first thing that you need to do is fight error with truth. Tell the truth, right? What is going on in the situation? Tell the truth. Admit your own part, right? What did I do? That's the truest truth that you will find is what you did. What did I do? Let me bring that out first. Here's what I did. Here's where I screwed it up. Here's where I did something in error. And let me just speak the truth to myself. Before I come after you and tell you what you did, let me speak the truth to myself first. Put on the belt of truth. Fight error with truth. Bring in a second party to help if you need to. If you can't see what's true, bring in a friend, a trusted friend or a pastor to come and help you figure out what is going on here. Why can't we get through this? What is the truth? Okay, tell yourself the truth. God's truth. Number two, take on the breastplate of righteousness. Stop trying to justify yourself. Well, I did, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Y'all know what that's about, right? That's justifying yourself. And God says, no, take my righteousness. You don't need your own righteousness. All you need is mine. And if you take his righteousness, then you don't have to justify yourself. You can be wrong, right? You can say, you know what? I might be wrong about it. I might not be seeing everything, Right? Because my righteousness is not from me, it's from God. And, and I'm receiving it, I'm accepting, I'm humbling myself. I'm not self-righteous. He is my justification. He is my justification. I don't have to be right. Take on the breastplate of God's righteousness. Number three, take on the shoes of the gospel of peace. And remember, Jesus is your Savior. He has made peace with God by His blood. And the discord that you're experiencing right now is because you're not living into that peace that you have already in Christ. The good news is that it's already done. The good news is that it's already paid. The good news is that there's nothing you can do to add to it. And so we need to walk in it, right? The shoes of the gospel of peace. We can give grace because we've been given grace. So put on those gospel shoes. Take up the shield of faith. When doubts come in, and they will... When despair comes in, you say, I just, I'm giving up. When doubts and despair come in, when attacks come in, when you feel uh, uh, attacked and you see your loved one being attacked, realize that this is you clinging to your own understanding. You're not trusting in God's promises right now. And you need to repent. Which really, repentance is about shifting from trusting yourself to trusting in the Lord. The shield of faith is, is, is repenting. You're you're taking all the arrows, and God says, Hey, you got a shield of faith. Uh, Oh, yeah. Put that shield up. Let, Let God take care of it. Put your faith in what He's already done. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Take the helmet of salvation. When the situation is heated, don't let the devil convince you that you are hopeless. Don't let the devil convince you that you are a lost cause. But put on the helmet of salvation. Remember that your salvation is secure. Nobody can take it from your hands. As a believer, you are secure. Your eternal safety is secure. Nothing's going to change it. Your doubts aren't going to change it. Your feeble faith isn't going to change it. God's promise will stand. It is not based on you. It's based on Him and His love for you. Alright, and that is not going to change. So put that helmet of salvation. Remember, I'm saved, <laughs> right? I'm in this battle, but I'm saved. Right? I-, I feel insecure, but I'm saved. And nothing can change that. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Bring the Word of God into the situation. Not a, not, don't be preachy now. <laughs> but say, look, let's, let's go to God's Word together. Can we do that? Can we go to God's Word together? Can we open the word and just see? Or maybe we need somebody to tell us where to go. Phone a friend. <laughs> right? Uh, Lord, how, wh- what do we need? What word do we need? What revelation do we need from you, from your word? What do we need to hear about your character? Bring, bring the, inject the word into the situation. Okay? Um, and do it together. Especially if you're both believers. <laughs> Uh, inject the word together, and that might mean listening to a sermon, right, together. You're not ready to talk about the scripture together, but you just need to receive some truth, need to receive some gospel, so listen to it, Listen listen to the word of God, either spoken or sung to you. Take up the sword of the spirit, fight the devil's lies, fight your own false belief with the word of God. And never lose sight of the mission. That's the last thing. Never lose sight of the mission. The point of reconciliation in your marriage is not so that you will have a great marriage. The point of reconciliation with your roommate is not so that you will have a peaceful uh, dorm room. The point of reconciliation with your brother or sister is not so that your parents won't be mad at you all the time. What is the point? The point is the salvation of the whole world. The point is what God is doing to bring his gospel message of grace from God, of Christ finished work on your behalf to the whole world. That is the point. Every conflict is about the gospel. Every conflict is is a distraction from, from the enemy who wants to keep you from actually giving God the glory Yes, that's it. That that is, if you hear nothing else, that is it. Every conflict is a distraction. The devil's trying to get you to shut up about God and his grace. Trying to get you not to forgive. Trying to get you not to give grace. Trying to get you to to, to be self-righteous instead of to rest in the righteousness of God. Every single conflict is really about the salvation of the world. And you know what that means? It means that we can be dangerous. It means that when we enter into conflicts, which we will today, that those conflicts are an opportunity, right? They are an opportunity to get real about our enemy, an opportunity to take up the armor of God, an opportunity to stand firm, an opportunity to never lose sight of the mission. God does not want us to be safe. He wants us to be dangerous. Amen? Amen. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to uh, turn away from the deceptions of the evil one. Lord, help us to fight the fight behind the fight by the Spirit. Lord, help us to, uh, to, to, to not think that, that, that the gospel is the American dream. Lord, help us to realize that we will struggle but in our struggle that it has a purpose, a purpose to bring your glory to the entire world, to see lives transformed and changed, to see sinners turn from their sin and turn to you. Lord, to see lives transformed, to see our own hearts grow in love for you, and to see the whole world give glory to your name. Lord, we pray for your help, that you would fight our battles by your Spirit through us. Lord, make us dangerous. In Jesus' name, amen.